Hey, and welcome back to the Ashcraft Minecraft podcast. I'm your host, Asher, and today we'll be diving a little deeper into Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illager, Chapter 3, by Matt Forbeck. Let's jump right in. Chapter 3. Archie wandered lost in the plains, distraught over being kicked out of the only tribe, the only family, really, he'd ever known. His entire life, he'd worried that no one actually liked him much, that the only one to even seem like they might tolerate him had been only doing so out of politeness. And now he had proof. When the tribe had been giving it had been given a choice between Thord and him, they'd thrown Archie to the mercy of the mobs. Given how the Illagers prized strength over anything, he'd been expecting it to happen forever, but he'd still hoped for something better. With, without the protection of the tribe, he'd probably be dead within a week. He wondered how he'd go. Would a zombie take him down? Would a skeleton skewer him with an arrow? Or would a creeper come hissing up behind him and blast him into nothing. As night fell, Archie did what he'd been trained to do. If he was ever caught out in the alone in the, in the open after dark, that had rarely happened to him before. It was supposed to be the only way to protect yourself from the roaming hordes of undead mobs that came out at night to claw and tear at the living. So, Archie found a hole in the ground, a bit of desperation, depression really and jumped into it then he buried himself under the earth he knew he'd done a bad job of it right away it wasn't like he'd carved out a proper space in the ground below himself and then sealed himself in he'd just done the best he could which came down to covering himself with as much loose dirt as he could manage it didn't take Archie long to realize that he couldn't breathe or at least that the fear that gripped him made it feel that way. Maybe that was the kind of thing that people with proper tools and discipline can manage by making themselves a well-protected space. But Archie neither had such implements nor the know-how to use them. Terrified by the tight confines and gasping for air, Archie clawed his way back up, out of the dirt and stood there, exposed, under the night sky. It was a big world. It was a big world, he knew. And he was a tiny illager. Maybe the mobs would just miss him? He looked around the woods, which he had wandered, hoping perhaps they could offer him some shelter. In the day, the trees had kept the sun off his head, but now, in the darkness, they seemed like they only gave cover in which all sorts of nameless nightmares could hide. He peered around them in every direction, fully expecting death to leap out from behind them. That's when he heard the groans and knew just how much trouble he was in. Somewhere there in the woods, a zombie was staggering around, looking for something living on which to feast. Archie knew that he would be at the top of the mob's menu. He began to edge away from it, hoping that its ears had rotted off enough, enough that it would be able that it wouldn't be able to hear him rustling around in the dark. As he did, he heard another moan, this time coming from the opposite direction. 
Archie nearly leaped out of his skin. He spun about, starting to staring into the utter blackness of the night, trying to see how far away the zombie might be. He must have made too much noise as he moved around. The first zombie moaned even louder this time. Having come even closer, Archie knew then, without any doubt in his mind, that if he stayed in those dark woods, he would surely die. The only hope he had was to leave as soon as possible to get away before the zombies cornered him among the trees and made, a fu- and made a screaming meal out of him. Unfortunately, he didn't have anywhere to get away to. He could try to worm his way back to the tribe, but he knew that that wouldn't work. His people were not known for their pity, and Walda had been extremely clear about expelling him. The best result he could hope for from them was to be killed by someone he knew rather than by a zombie. And he didn't think that would be all that comforting. Waiting around in the woods for someone to murder him didn't appeal much more, though. If he lay down to sleep there, he was sure to wake up with an undead mob attacking him if he was lucky enough to wake wake up at all. The only solution was to stay awake, alert, and on the move, so he decided to do just that. Archie made his way through the woods as as quietly as he could manage, moving away from the two zombies he had already heard roaming nearby in the dark. He was far from a good sneak, but he figured if he could just stay quieter than a zombie's moaning, he might be all right. The same went for creepers. They always started hissing, before they exploded. All he had to do was keep his ears sharp for them and be ready to bolt if they got too close. Skeletons has, had no lungs to breathe and therefore couldn't groan at him. Fortunately, their bleached white bones rattled as they walked and stood out in, a bit better in the darkness. He kept his eyes wide open in the hopes that he'd see them before he, they put an arrow in his, into his heart. Perhaps that was why he spotted the torch flickering in the distance. If he hadn't been so anxious about the threatening mobs, he might have missed it entirely. As it was, even its faint illumination seemed like a blazing lighthouse beam reaching out for him in the darkest part of the night. Archie moved toward the light carefully. He feared it might be a trap of some sort meant to draw in weary travelers so that whoever built it could attack them as they came near. Even if it wasn't meant that way, whoever had set the torch burning probably wouldn't wouldn't be happy to find a lone, lost illager approaching in the middle of the night. Unless, of course, they were another tribe of, Ill- of illagers. Sometimes, the other tribes roamed into the area, often by accident, occasionally with bad intentions. If that's what this was, as improbable as that sounded, Archie thought that he might be able to plead with them to take him in. They wouldn't have the awful history with him that his old tribe had. Perhaps he could perhaps he could step in new and start fresh for the first time in his life. Still, that was a long shot at best. If he had a camp to return to, 
Archie would have opted for that. As it was, he could either approach the torch or take his chances with the creatures in the night. The torch got his vote. As Archie got closer, he saw more than one torch. First one were behind it, off to one side, and then another and another. Soon, he saw a whole array of torches spread out before him, and he realized he had not stumbled upon a camp. It was a village. Archie's heart constricted in his chest. He wanted to both dash forward and run away. Villagers were the sort of people that illagers liked to raid best. Sure, they often just hid inside their houses, where they were relatively safe, but unusually they did that at but usually they did that at night. During the day, you could find them just wandering around, tending to their gardens and their domesticated animals, cows, pigs, and sheep. Best of all, they never came chasing after you once the raid was over. Maybe it was because they had more important things to do, or perhaps they simply weren't warriors at heart. But once the illagers wrapped up a raid, the villagers always let them be. That meant, of course, that the only time Archie had ever had anything to do with a villager was during a raid that Walda had ordered him into. He only knew about villagers as targets, not as people, and certainly not as saviors. But then, Archie didn't really need a savior. He needed a host. Someone who would let him into the village without running him off. He was so hard-pressed, he'd have settled for being allowed to sleep near a lit torch. Anything that would keep the mobs off him, if only for a little bit. He creeped closer to the village and peered around, looking for anyone who'd happened to be wandering around. At this time of night, he wouldn't have blamed all the villagers for simply hunkering down inside their homes. But he didn't want to startle someone into ringing the villagers' alarm before he got the chance to at least plead his case with them. That's when he spotted the iron golem wandering through the edge of the line of torches that encircled the town. It stood nearly three times as tall as Archie and almost three times as wide as well. It was an artificial person that had been fashioned out of raw metals and then imbued with a semblance of life by some arcane magic. Having grown up around evokers like Thord and even Walda, Archie knew that magic existed, and it could do all sorts of, of inexplicable things, but he, nad- he had no real notion about how it worked. Walda had tested him for any aptitude with magic years ago, and to his disappointment, he'd ut- utterly failed. So while he didn't really get how a person made of iron could be made to patrol and protect a village... He could see that it had happened, and now he had to deal with the consequences. He wasn't sure if he could stride right into town and present himself openly or not. It seemed like the most honest and straightforward thing to do, but it also was the most likely to cause him to wind up being smashed flat by an iron fist. Instead, Archie watched the golem lumber through the outskirts of the village until it disappeared behind the corner of one of its houses. As soon as it was out of sight, he scurried toward the village, hoping 
that it wouldn't somehow turn around and spot him. As he reached the front door of the nearest building, he stopped and cocked his head to listen for the iron golem's earth-thumping stride. He heard nothing but his own shallow breaths. While in success emboldened him, he knew that he had to act before the iron golem's patrol brought it around again. If the thing saw him, it might attack him on sight, and he knew how badly that would go. He steeled himself with a deep breath, raised his fist, and knocked firmly on the door before him. The inside of the place was dark, but someone in there started moving about and lit a torch to see by. A moment later, a curious face peered out through the window in the front door at him. The person was a clean-faced woman with, a, with sandy skin, something that marked her as a villager, rather than an illager, for, sh- for sure. As she looked at Archie, her eyes grew wide, and she gasped in, su- in surprise. Eager to keep the woman from screaming, Archie ginned up the best, harm- most harmless smile he could manage and gave her an innocent little wave. "'Sorry to bother you,' he said." But I'm stuck outside tonight. You don't belong here, she said, confused by more than simply having her sleep disturbed. You must be lost. Archie braced himself for the conversation to take a bad turn. As it was, he felt the delighted he felt delighted that the woman hadn't started screaming in horror at the very sight of him. He hoped she wouldn't come to her senses and change her mind about him any time soon. I am lost, he said to her. I don't have any idea where I am. The woman squinted at him as if she was unsure if she was still asleep and dreaming this whole encounter. We're in a village on the Squid Coast. Where are you from? Archie didn't know how to explain that, so he shrugged at her. I was kicked out of my tribe. I don't have anywhere to go. You poor thing. Hold on just a moment. The villager hesitated, and then the door to her home swung open. She she burst straight past Archie and dashed for the alarm bell that stood in the little square just beyond her home. He gasped in horror as she reached up to grab the rope hanging from the bell. He He let loose a pitiful whimper, which elicited an angry snarl from the villager. Just how stupid do you think I am? Okay, thanks for listening. That's the end of chapter three. And I hope you loved that episode. And be sure to share my podcast with your friends. And to tune in to the next episode where we dive deeper into chapter four of Matt Forbeck's amazing Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illiter. Peace.